0: Hey y'all, and welcome to the first episode of Favoritism, a husband and wife take on sports and life where it sounds like a good fight, even when we agree. Look out!
1: It's going to be fun.
0: I'm Shannon Favorit.
1: I'm Greg Favorit.
0: And this is His and Hers. Alright, so we have a lot of things to talk about this week, Um, and starting with the appetizers, we're going to start first with the college football preview and our week zero thoughts. So Greg... What are your thoughts on week zero?
1: Okay, so first of all, let's talk about week zero for one second. One, we missed practices and we saw the sloppiness in the game last night. Let's just be real to everyone about what we saw. Yes. The eye did. test failed. Absolutely. Yes, was it, was it what I expected from Miami? Absolutely. Was it what I expected from Florida? Not so much.
0: So... I've literally waited 229 days. I think it's just,
1: it's simple money, one. And two, we can take away from, because let's be honest, what everybody would have watched last night would have been your dress rehearsal from the NFL. Instead, you got to watch a game that counted.
0: Came up with the same thing. Are they going to get two buys this year? Are are they? I mean, what was the purpose of playing a week zero game? I mean, it was sloppy. We literally have watched week one games year over year and soon said this is not the team that we're going to see at the end of the year. Over and over again. The only team that's ever been consistent has been Alabama from beginning to end.
1: Oh, wow. So, SEC alum, University <laughs> of Tennessee alum,
0: that's right, sits that's here and right. talks
1: about Alab- the University I of Alabama that's, that's as being hard. that.
0: It hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. But what are we talking about here? I mean, literally, week one games are sloppy across the board. So now we put in a week zero game, and we're expecting something great to happen?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i 100% with you on this one. I, I think... When you look back on it, you're going to go, "Okay, yeah, I was happy to get back to football, but at the same time, I could have waited another week. I could have watched my dress rehearsal in the NFL if I needed to. Or I could have just gone down to the casino and played blackjack and <laughs> ate a good meal and had a good and and called it a day."
0: Sure, because the casino food is so good. We literally watched the first 2 weeks of college football and said that's a warm-up game. I mean, Tennessee's going to open up with Georgia State. In our book, in Tennessee's mind, even though we haven't been good in an amazing amount of years, Georgia State is a warm-up game. But we put Florida and Miami. Like, this is an iconic game. I want to see this game in week three or week four. I don't want to see it in week zero.
1: Yes, and I, I agree 100%. The tackling was poor. The You could tell the true freshman quarterback for the University of Miami kind of, eh. I, like, I don't know which way, one way to feel or the other. Florida didn't look like the eighth-ranked team. I feel as if... They would have played, opened up with, I don't know, a Michigan, and Auburn, and Oregon. I would go, whoa, they're in trouble. If, if that's the product we're going to get, I know most people are going to go, yeah, it was all right. I, I would just wait the, another week.
0: And oh, by the way, my favorite stat of that game had nothing to do with football. My favorite stat of that game was Felipe Franks got drafted by the Red Sox because he's throwing 94. He hasn't played baseball since his junior year in high school. That's my favorite stat because week zero means nothing. And we go into this and we say we know weeks one through four don't mean anything in college, just like in the pros, as you mentioned earlier, because of this playoff system. And we know those losses at the beginning of the season mean nothing compared to what it means at the end of the season.
1: I think we should move on. Let's talk about... I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Heisman predictions?
0: Let's do that. Okay. What do you got there? So
1: I just have to talk about these because I think this is a stupid time of year to talk about Heisman predictions. It's ridiculous. But it's what everybody wants to talk about because we have nothing to talk about. So. Are we talking about week zero football? Let's see. Exactly. Exactly. If anybody's going to hand out a Heisman early, we're going to give it to Trevor Lawrence because he's a unicorn. But. If something were to happen and he were to falter, my dark horse, DeAndre Swift, running back Georgia. He's a, he's a Philly kid. Love him. Healthy for the first time this year. Thought about it last year, but healthy for the first time this year. He's going to be the workhorse for the Georgia offense and could be the difference maker when they play Alabama in the SEC championship okay, game. Okay, early, okay, okay. Early, early, early SEC championship Okay, game. okay,
0: okay. We're talking about healthy. Let's talk about Tua.
1: Tua Tungavailoa.
0: Tua is healthy this year. We know that he didn't spend a lot of time last year healthy. And oh, by the way, he broke out onto the scene two years ago, had a lapse. We've seen this before. The guy's name was Tim Tebow.
1: SEC quarterbacks in the Heisman Trophy voting are treated like Avis in the backseat of rent-a-cars.
0: Oh, you're killing me. (laughs) You are killing me. And again, like I said, they skipped him last year, and he didn't have a great season last year, but I'm expecting big things from Tua. That goes to say, now we're going to talk about Clemson and Alabama. Dabo talked a lot about the Roys, but Clemson's not a Roy anymore.
1: For those of y'all that don't know, Roy means rest of y'all, and that's what it was Alabama and rest of y'all was what Dabo said. And unfortunately, he's won, or fortunately, whoever you're looking at, he's won two of the last three national championships.
0: When you talk about Clemson, they are the prohibitive favorite from top to bottom, right? And when yep. we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, front runner for the Heisman, right? The Unicorn. As deep as you could possibly be, right?
1: Yep. So let's talk, I like, and I don't want to get into it because I don't have all the names, but we know that they have two first-rounders after this year. At the wide receiver position, and then they have a true freshman who is a recruit from California. Their first big recruit from California that apparently looks like Terrell Owens. Don't know the don't young don't know the young man's name, but guess what? He looks like Terrell Owens.
0: Okay, so my question is: Is Clemson your favorite?
1: Given their strength of schedule, where they are eighty-five percent or better to win every game that they play, and a la being at the ACC which is the Atlantic Coastal Conference. They are the Cadillac, or Range Rover, of that league, if you will. Um, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a salty year for... And Nick's coming off of a salty loss, so we know that Nick... Salt- and those, a little bit? We know that Nick's going to be ready, and he's going to have the team ready. The unfortunate thing is, is Trevor Lawrence against everybody else.
0: I hear what you're saying. Again, he said it earlier, I graduated from the University of Tennessee, so... I'm a Tennessee fan. I cheer for Florida. I gotta cheer for the SEC. And I gotta say this. Like, yes, Clemson on paper has all of the things that you look for. And yes, they they're no longer the they're no longer the Roys. They are it. They have a target on their back. It's absolutely clear. I'm just let you know right now, a mad Nick Saban is not a person that I wanna come across. Period. I don't.
1: No, like, I, I agree. And I you. hate
0: doing that because you know I don't like Alabama, yeah. and I know you do. Yeah. I'm just letting you know, like, I
1: just can't do that. And it's not so much that I like Alabama. I just appreciate what Nick's done with that whole thing, how they build it, how they teach it, how they, yes.
0: All right, so we're going to take a TV timeout right here. Got to tell a little story. My husband grew up in the Northeast, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, some people call it the Midwest. And I grew up in the South. I grew up in All Memphis. All right, Dick Enberg. <laughs> and... Um, I used to cheer for Jacksonville. It was hardcore Jacksonville. I, hardcore is hard as you can say from, as a Memphis person because we didn't have an NFL team. And um, somewhere along the line, roughly, before we got married, so it hadn't been 11, 12 years ago, we got into a major argument about Pittsburgh and Jacksonville playing, and you didn't talk to me for a couple of days, right? Sure. And then Florida and Michigan played in a bowl game, 2007. 2007. And you ran around the house talking about Michigan. Sing in the Michigan fight song. And no, I, was I in didn't tears.
1: sing it. I didn't sing it okay. because I don't know it. I played it on a, on a computer. Okay,
0: fine. And you played it on a computer, whatever the case may be, and I'm in tears. And so at some point I realized in order for this to be a household, period, I needed for something to change. And so I said to you, I will cheer for the Steelers. Pick any team in the SEC. Stop cheering for the Big Ten.
1: I, uh, and you know what? I actually... Who did you pick, Greg?
0: Who did you pick? Well, no, Who did you pick respect- in the SEC? Uh, Alabama. Ah.
1: However, it's what Nick has done in the body of work and all those things. Let's get into it right quick. Bold predictions. Your final four. College football. I'll give you, do you want me to give you mine first? Go
0: ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll
1: give you mine. I'm going Michigan out of the big, the big 10 winners. Finally, Jim Harbaugh come, overcomes the hump that yes. is Ohio State. Yes. Finally, yes. and you know I love Jim. Yes. And then we're gonna go. And then we're gonna go with the Clemson Tigers. Obviously, I think it's an easy layup. Hey, take it home, Dabo. I know you're not the Who, Roy's anymore. Who's gonna beat them? Get Who's over. gonna beat them? Exactly, in the Dabo. You're not the Roy's anymore. Out of the SEC, I'm gonna go big. Obviously, real easy here for me. I think it's Alabama. I think they're battle tested. I think they have the best coach ever in college football. Um. Tough. Not really. All
0: right. Who's Just number saying. four?
1: And my number four, my dark horse and my sleeper. And I know you don't even know this one. This is why this is going to be so I'm excited. Fun. I'm going with a Pac-12 team, the Oregon Ducks.
0: Oh, God. All right. Here we go. Josh
1: Herbert. It's not a bear, by the way, people in New Orleans. It's Herbert.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Here we go. All right. So, my top four. You think about all of the ACC teams. Um, traditional football powerhouses, and Clemson doesn't come to mind, but Dabo's done a really good job. So I'll go with Clemson out of the ACC and obviously Alabama because, again, Nick Saban is a guy that you don't want to mess with. Uh, he's mad. He's angry, and I suspect, I mean, we saw this in, what, was it 2007, 2008 when they came back and they – Florida beat them. Tim Tebow beat them and then got crushed by them the next year. Yep. So, like, let's not, let's not discount um, an upset Alabama. No, oh, by the way, I'm predicting Alabama to win it all. Uh, then, I, you know what? I actually agree with you with Michigan. Uh, I, I love Mason Harbaugh. I'm not going to lie. I loved him back in Stanford. You know that? I got a Stanford t-shirt upstairs. And when I wear the t-shirt, people are like, did you go to school there? Yes, I went to school there. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a Stanford shirt because I'm a fan? Like, that's a weird thing to say, Right. Uh, and then my last team, I'm going to throw something at you and I know you're not going to like to hear this and you're going to call me a Homer when I do it too. I'm going to go with Florida. I'm going to tell you, I think what you saw yesterday and what you're going to see at the end of the year Florida's gonna be in there too. There's gonna be two SEC schools in there. It's not gonna be Alabama and Georgia. It's gonna be Alabama and Florida. So we started talking about I started talking about Stanford earlier and how much I love Stanford, and um, we gotta move on to the next topic. And so this is really sad for me. We're literally watching the Florida Miami game, and it comes across the screen, and I was like, wait, I I saw that on the bottom line. Are are you kidding me? And I actually had to look at my phone to see it come up on my phone that Adam Schefter was reporting that Andrew Luck. Retired from the NFL.
1: Well, I being not the social media guru, immediately went to social media and posted a note on Instagram, which is apparently supposed to be a picture (laughs) thing. But it happened. It's still funny. (laughs) I I posted a story. I posted a note on Instagram, if you will, as if to say thank you for being your very best.
0: Only to your direct followers, though.
1: Yes, correct. Which is. Yeah, whatever. It's social media. The opposite of Instagram. I don't understand that. I shouldn't say we because I don't understand that. But what I do know about Andrew Luck and what we've all grown to love about Andrew Luck is one, he's been underappreciated from the athleticism standpoint. And by the way, we can go back to combine measurements. And for all people that will actually listen to this that know me, know that I know the stats, he had the exact same measurables as Cam Newton. Cam Newton. One Cameron Newton. Um, MVP, by the way. Yes. MVP of the league. Yes. And and what he has done, um, just from a standpoint, more with he's done more with less. Uh, specifically, he's talking to the early parts of his career. But I don't think that you will ever find a guy who has been, in my opinion, more noble of the... Played the toughest position in sports. The most desirable position in sports. Sure. Um, and... Did it as well and as classy and as perf- Pros pros, what we talk about when we say about guys that are, in my opinion, for me, I say pros pro for the highest honor and the position to other teammates.
0: I have this crazy amount of empathy for Andrew Luck. It's, it's totally surprising. I understand. But it was totally surprising to see that on TV. Trying to watch a Week Zero football game and realizing that one of the best quarter one of the best generational quarterbacks we're ever gonna see has decided to hang it up.
1: We're gonna talk about this doc, this doctor staff, if you will. I don't even have the appropriate word.
0: Zero confidence. Zero exactly. confidence. That was that his retirement the was shoulder, a zero confidence.
1: The shoulder, the shoulder injury was so far blundered that he had to go to Europe. Europe to get to get the per, the correct procedure done, but let's he's the up. comeback player of the year. Absolutely, he, they are, and if in a couple of weeks when we go to Vegas and I'm gonna, I was gonna do this and say Andrew Luck was my league MVP and yeah. bet that.
0: But didn't you feel something yesterday when he said, "I'm so hurt that I can't even enjoy the game."
1: Yeah. And I think that what people don't understand is the ability to recover.
0: Somebody needs to go find Ryan Grigson. And hold him accountable for this. And we've seen a couple of other sports outlets talk about this, but year one, year two, year three. What did he do? One
1: of them. A boatload of games.
0: He took a 1-15 in team and got them to the playoffs. His rookie year. His rookie year. The next year he made it to the next game. And then his third year, he got to the AFC Championship game. It's a
1: progressional We're type of game. We're literally
0: talking about you watched Andrew Luck carry this team. And then in year four, to hear the GM say he can't pay offensive linemen because he has to pay a quarterback.
1: Mind you, he still has the fifth year option on the quarterback.
0: <laughs> on the no rookie salary. What are we talking about? Uh-oh. Like we're not even. T- we're not. This isn't a Jamarcus Russell contract. I
1: just have to ask you, Ryan Grigson, who's your finance guy?
0: Ryan Grigson should be held accountable for assault and battery on Andrew Luck.
1: But the funny, the funniest thing about this is, is Chris Ballard, Andy Reid disciple. Leaves Kansas City and to become the GM of the Chiefs And does the magnificently and, and, in and, one and, year. And, 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 and one thing he asked Andy Reid for advice for, and this is a quote in some sort of fashion, not verbatim, but he said, what do you think we need to do? He goes, you need to protect the franchise. And what did Chris Ballard do? The first the first draft, he goes out and gets Ryan Kelly, the center from Alabama. Yep. Not sure if that's the right one, whatever it is, but Andrew it's Luck enough. did not take hits.
0: Last year, over no.
1: the Last year, he did not take hits.
0: No. So, there, there's two things that come up And he threw
1: me. for 4,500 yards and 39 touchdowns.
0: So, you brought up two points that we need to talk about. And the first one is, in the NFL, we need to talk about safety. And we need to talk about... So, protecting the quarterback, we know, is a huge deal in the NFL. But did we protect Andrew Luck? Did we protect... Do we protect Cam Newton? Do we protect Ben Roethlisberger and even Donovan McNabb, who was the bigger... We look at the bigger quarterbacks and we sit there and say, are we doing enough... For their safety. Because if you blow on Tom Brady, you're getting a 15-yard penalty. If you
1: blew on Peyton Manning back in the day. You got a 15-yard
0: penalty. It's not even back in
1: the day. It's three no. years removed.
0: But if you, but, but the big guys, the Andrew Lux, the Cam Newtons, the, the Ben Roethlisbergers of the world, when you take them down, like, are we, are we really concerned about their really safety? Really,
1: what we need to focus on now, we need to protect the new generation. Like 15, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. If you want to talk about safety, you can dial it up to Thursday night. They played a game on an 80-yard field because the field wasn't comparable. First of all, all I'm saying is if the first 33 aren't able to play and they're starters in this league, then why the hell are we letting the rest of them play?
0: And it's important to note that... Even if
1: they're not going to make the But team. it's
0: important to note when we're talking about numbers, at this point in time, there are 88 players on a roster. So we, we've, we've said 33 players are too good to play in this circumstance, but 55 others... 90, that, there's
1: actually 93. Sure. Yeah. But,
0: but it's uh, I think it's something like 89 that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hits, right. Yeah, and yeah. so
0: like all I'm saying is roughly 55 players. It's okay if you get hurt. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. Because worried we're about shipping you career. off in two
1: weeks because you're not going to be on this yeah, team. Yeah. But you know what you don't you're not get to. Be do? on this roster. You don't
0: get to make another roster if you get hurt. Correct. And then the second portion of this, when we talk about Andrew Luck, we need we absolutely need to address this is mental health. The NFL has done a lot to talk about CTE. Yep. But we don't talk about actual mental... CTE is something that you diagnose when somebody's dead and you slice their brain apart.
1: Yep. Because they allowed you to, But by in the, the way. here
0: and now, what are we doing about mental health? I read to you earlier today, LeBron McLean. Yep. On Twitter, begging for mental help. And Andrew Luck has had his concussions. He's had his hits. He walked away from the game at the right old age... Of 29 years old. When we talk about mental health in this yeah. game, do, do you believe that the NFL's done enough?
1: No. And here's the bottom line it's a gladiator sport. And like we talk about, and I say we because you and I talk about this all the time, and let's just bring up Rob Gronkowski. We can go back to eight years ago when we watched, and you can watch film of Rob Gronkowski running. And then you go back to last year and you watch him, and it looks like Frankenstein.
0: Yeah, but is this really a gladiator sport, or is this something that we, as a nation in general, don't like to deal with? Hundred
1: percent agree because we don't want to talk about. It's just because again, a
0: woman can go to a psychiatrist, but like if a guy says that he's going to a psychiatrist or correct. going to get psych help... what do we feel we,
1: about that? It, they we, are
0: we, we diminish the manhood? Correct. Right. Hundred percent. And. 100%. and There's plenty of men who probably need the help. Correct. Let's be honest about it. Plenty
1: of guys, particularly in the National Football League, that sit there alone and don't feel comfortable talking about whatever it may be or they don't feel right. And just because you don't feel right doesn't mean that you should be ashamed of not feeling right. Here's the first thing that comes up to the normal public is... Well, how could they have any problems? Because they're rich. They make, they make, they Ridiculous. get, tw- they make a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a week.
0: Ridiculous! Ridiculous! And the standard. fact
1: of the matter is, is money still doesn't hide what's going through your brain and what's going through your mind. And we have to remember that everybody's a human. Yes. Everybody's human.
0: And oh, by the way, what? And oh, by the way, you know, we need to tip our hats to a generation. Zennials, millennials, yeah. Generation Y. Because whatever they're you the ones that are saying because now. Because they're sitting there said, you know what? I'm not gonna like. Sport.
1: You can't tell me how I feel, and you can't tell me how I'm supposed to react. Exactly.
0: To and work life balance doesn't so, mean I spend 40 hours or 60 hours a week at work and hope I get a good family yeah. life.
1: And 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 shout out to Odell Beckham Jr.
0: <laughs> like you don't get to tell me how I feel. You don't. You don't get to tell me how I feel. And I think that's crazy important, especially because you and I are both like. We're, we're caught between generations because we're not Gen X and we're not millennial. And Correct. So we've talked a lot. We've talked about some heavy things here. And so now we're going to talk about what is the most impressive thing that you saw this week? Most impressive thing I saw this week
1: is Carly Lloyd at Eagles practice with the assist of Justin Tuck, who you could argue is the best kicker in the league, kicks 40, 45, and then buries the 55 yarder at Eagles practice if you didn't see it just youtube it it's actually hilarious but not just hilarious you're like Chicago Bear fan like we need her to kick this okay? uh, like we're sitting there Pittsburgh going, like Steeler fan uh, uh, well okay so Boswell <laughs> hey hey easy hey. easy hey. Hey. Boswell he had a he had a, a, a sports hernia but Bad year, most though. impressive thing I saw this week was Carly Lloyd bearing a 55-yarder to end Eagles practice. By the way, nobody gets to run. Shout out Carly Lloyd, New Jersey Rutgers product. New Jersey Rutgers in the
0: house. I'm going to tell you the most impressive thing I saw this week was this morning when we watched a Lifetime of Sundays. And I got to tell you, like from beginning to end of that show, I was, I, I was drawn in. Ultimate shout out to the team moms. Those moms on the sidelines, rabid and as fanatical as they were, they were what I thought of in the fall. And listening to those four women, the decades of football through their eyes, it just made me smile. Virginia Hallis-McCaskey. The Bears. The Bears. What her father did, how she grew up in football. It's important to sit there and say that her father actually gave her the team at a time when women couldn't even own a credit card in their own name. They had to have their husband sign off on it. And then Martha Firestone Ford, if you don't feel what she feels about football and you didn't hear her story about Barry Sanders, like you you missed a great story. And then Patricia Rooney, the mom's mom.
1: She still lives on the north side to this day. God bless and when him. we talk about Pittsburgh and Shout out to West PA. But when we talk about Pittsburgh and that team and how they lose and win together, it's, it was just a, it was a great story. Just a little side fact.
0: And then you have Martha Hunt. And, oh, by the way, I like if there's not a petition out right now, hey, NFL, Martha Hunt should absolutely be... The honorary captain of every Super Bowl that she shows up at for the rest of her life,
1: and she's been to. Ev- she's the only woman to ever be to every Super Bowl
0: without oh. question, hands down. She nailed is, it. She is the team mom. Yep, right. Just if you didn't get a chance to. Everybody should go out and watch this because it was absolutely the best thing that I saw today.
1: Shout out to NFL Films, by the way, because I'll tell you what, y'all are doing work with this thing with the 100 years. In-
0: the last thing we have here is the funniest thing I saw this week.
1: Is this dessert?
0: This is dessert.
1: Funniest thing I saw this week, and it's not even going to be funny. It's actually kind of serious. So, the first thing I will say, and I read I it today. That. It's
0: going to be serious. He totally missed this. So,
1: I am going to tell you about Dan Dockage, who is not a friend of mine. And not I'm not a fan of. Here are his tweets last night after learning of Andrew Luck's retirement. Garbage. I've spoken openly about my own mental health issues for years on my show. Go away. Mind you, Dan Dockage never played in the National Football League. And
0: no also mind you they're not comparative like yes, you, you don't correct. get to compare your mental issues to somebody else's yes. like, you don't personal... get to tell.
1: again this goes back to you don't get to tell people how they feel
0: exactly but I have
1: family working in still mills cops teachers making far less and this guy is tired my dot 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 my backside and so
0: there are these groups of people that actually believe that you know what it's okay because he made enough money
1: okay that's all I'm gonna say about that I think that when you want to talk about showing your behind i think dan dockage did as such so i don't need to elaborate on that the second funniest thing and i know i'm so i get two
0: is it funny please
1: oh it is actually oh but it's kind of on the serious side again as we as we talk about the nfl and we talk about
0: he totally missed the joke in this
1: and we talk maybe next week you'll get me on the funniest thing about this But then we go into Eli Manning, and for the last two years, we've heard of (gasps) Eli. Don't you
0: dare talk about Eli. Hold on.
1: Exactly. See, so we talk about Eli Manning and how terrible he is. And, oh, his skills are diminished. Yes, his skills are diminished. He's been in the league for 16 years. For God's sake, they are going to diminish. Two things about Eli that are strong. One, he's beat the best team we've seen in the last 20 years. On the last game of the year, both times. And he's been the MVP of the last game of the year, both times that he's been in it. And all the things that they say about Eli now, it's just because you decided that you haven't won. And I say you, I'm talking about the New York Giants decided that with Jerry Reese towards the end, decided he made some bad draft picks and they didn't want to protect the franchise. So what I wanted to read was... Just quick, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I don't want to bore everybody.
0: Me. But I'm
1: going to read a couple of things. And so when people hear this and all the things that people have said about Eli, tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. This, my friends, is the scouting report. Of Eli are you, at Ole Miss. Are you, are you
0: kidding me? Like, literally, I haven't even gotten a chance to talk about my funny thing. You're really going to read this right now? I'm
1: only going to read this just a few minutes. Oh. Not even a few minutes. Maybe give me 30 seconds because oh I'm a pretty goodness. good reader. Oh. Seize the field. Here we go. In a shotgun on most plays, and his only running option is a draw. His offensive line is poor. P.O. Redshirt freshman left tackle. Eli doesn't trust his protection. Can't, no way he can, take any form of deep drop and look down the field with no running game up until last year when they drafted Saquon Barkley. But we're still what? talking about. No, uh, no,
0: no, no, no. They had running game a with little no bit run game at the Giants.
1: Ten yards rushing in the first half and no real top receivers. He's stuck with three step drops and waiting till the last second to see if a receiver can get free. No tight end either. No flaring back, so he's taking some big hits. Taking them well.
0: Okay, he Carried an
1: overmatched team entirely on his shoulders. I imagine, except for Vanderbilt, his team is overmatched in every SEC game. He's big, never gets rattled. Rallied his team from a 14-3 halftime deficit, basically all by himself. Led them on two successive third-quarter drives to go ahead 17-16. This is a scouting report I might add.
0: Oh, my God. He's still talking.
1: Hold on. Ugh. Throws the ball, takes the hit, gets right back up. Has courage and poise. In my opinion, most of all, he has that quality you can't define. It's Call it magic.
0: happening. Head Call up. it magic. He's As former Baltimore
1: Colts defensive
0: back Robbie Boyd
1: told oh me God. once about Unitas. Two things that set him this apart. His left funny. testicle and his right testicle. Nothing fun. Peyton... Had much better talent around him at Tennessee, but it all, I honestly give this guy it's a chance funny. to be better than his brother. Eli doesn't get much help Let from the coaching staff. Funny. If he comes out early, we should seriously. move up and take him. These guys are rare, you know? I can't. And this is my point. The,
0: Wait, seriously. the so.
1: brutal fatality of what they're trying to do to Eli Manning. Oh
0: my god. So you literally just read half a book and you didn't even let me get into Eli because I am the biggest Eli Defender in this household. So I, the, nothing you said was funny. I, the, the funniest thing I saw this week.
1: Yes, the whole part about the, this is is the funny people that said it because they're really not, not, not as even, bright as you would think.
0: No, no. It's not. Did y'all think it was funny? I did not. And I have literally forgotten my thought because you spent so long talking about it. All right, so thank you guys. I hope you had fun. This is Shannon favorite?
1: Greg Fabert says be well.
0: Have a good one, guys.